Hey guys, it's JT and Celeste, and welcome to the As JT and Celeste podcast, a podcast dedicated to relationship advice. Exactly, relationships are hard, and but they can also be easy, and we're just here to like see you through both sides of the both sides of the spectrum, you know. So yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go ahead and just introduce ourselves. Um, I'm JT. Say I'm your whole C- name. Say it with your chest. Uh, I'm Jonte Rios, <laughs> uh, ex-player, turned relationship man. You know, so I got a lot of experience in the, the being a player. Mm-hmm. Hi, my name's Celeste. Um, I'm a hoe turned hoe that lives in a house now. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Actually, I was going to say I'm kidding. I'm not. Um, and I am in a committed, loving relationship with Jonte. <laughs> Hopefully he feels the same way about me. I do. I do. When you, when you act right. All right. Now you're taking it too far. <laughs> um, how's your week, JT? Hi, my week was all right. You know, I didn't much. You know, I'm working from home now. So, you know, I'm pretty much just sitting around at a computer desk. How about you? Well, now you say like it's just been happening. Like, has it been like four weeks or four months? Yeah, it's been like four months now. And it's I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'm sure. Sometimes I just need to get out the house and just do random things. I'm going out the house to buy one thing of toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> just to get out just to get out I, I, I don't know what i'm doing yeah i'm glad i don't have to do as much driving but i am happy that i have an office space that i can go to um because yeah i do that same thing i just head out and just i don't have to be at the house you know i ain't got no ac so yeah. oh yeah you have no ac in your house it's freaking rough mm-hmm. yeah around two o'clock if i do work from home around two o'clock i'd be getting lightheaded and shit <laughs> it's terrible so um but i have been seeing clients again and teaching seeing clients and teaching classes and stuff again so that's what my week has been consisted of i also got some really good news from a friend who is also an intuitive like myself i got a card reading this weekend and i try not to like overdo it with the card readings you know because at one point like you can ask spirit all the questions you want but you just got to kind of live your life right but a friend just literally offered it to me and she gave me a lot of good insight on me and your relationship and also just me me personally but you know because you're a big part of my life you know i definitely Damn asked right. about our main part of your life uh, not the main but you know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, you, you you're in the rotation. Wow, <laughs> things that are important to me. <laughs> I'm in a rotation. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're on a, a steady, equal space in my life. Um, <laughs> Who am yeah. I equal to? Because you said equal. I gotta be equal to somebody. Then if I'm not above. I'm not below. I'm equal to who? Carlita? <laughs> my cat? No. <laughs> Honestly, Carlita's kind of. <laughs> I'm forgetting about that little girl. Uh, no, it's, she's my cat. I love her to death. Um, I don't know. I kind of would feel like you're just as equal to, I don't know, like, I love my work. I love the work that I do. I love my friends and I love you. You know, I was in a relationship before where, like, I didn't have any friends because I was so into the relationship. And sometimes, like, for me, I think something that I'm learning is how to like balance my platonic and my romantic friendships and to make sure that everybody and then also just my relationship with myself, you know, it takes a lot to keep me going in this world. So, yeah, um, I think I'm just like really just trying to find the balance to spread love wherever it's needed. I don't know. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. What? If you say it takes a lot to keep you going in this world, mm-hmm. what's the number one thing that keeps you going? That keeps me going? Uh, sleep and good food. Sleep and I'd good food? I'd probably say. Like, yeah, okay. if I, what about you? What's the one thing that keeps you going? Uh, What keeps me going? Coffee, definitely. Mm-hmm. Morning, I can't live without it. And that e-cig. Yeah, and that e-cig. Yeah, that vape. You know, I can't take a hit. <laughs> Let me take a hit real quick. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, yeah, I just, for me, like, routine, really, I don't even like to say routine, right, because that makes it seem like this is this is something that, like, someone else put upon me, you know, and it seems so serious, but, like, everyday rituals that support, like, my mind, body, and spirit, that's what, like, keeps me going, like, knowing I have three meals each day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner with a snack, um, waking up at a certain time to like you know ride my bike in the morning that's something I've been liking to do that's helped a lot um and yeah so just like making sure that I have these things that I can like ground me throughout the day so I kind of have feel like I'm accomplishing some shit you know so yeah that reminds me I definitely need to get a bike and ride out there with you yeah if you want to yeah. I think go on early in the morning do you wear a helmet yeah, of course I'm I wear a helmet. Cool Especially wear after, the, literally the first time I got my bike, I like bit the fucking dust. Really? <laughs> yes. I, I'm too cool to wear a helmet. Nah. Mm, okay, until you did in the street because nah, you got hit nah, by something. You nah. need to, JT, you are wearing a helmet. I'm not wearing a helmet. You're wearing a helmet. Next, you have me wearing knee pads on a bike? I didn't say, your knee will be fine, but you cannot replace your brain, okay? If you ain't you, got a brain, you're dead. Let me ask you this. Do you ride in the street or do you ride on the sidewalk? I ride, you're supposed to ride in the street when you have a bike. I'm just asking. Like when you live in the city, that's like a, you're supposed to ride in the. In the you be doing the arm signals, returning. No, because I don't really turn that much. I just go straight down MLK, and then I turn on. I go a little further each time, but I never. It's early in the morning, so there's not that many people. So, yeah, it's right. literally just a straight ride where I go. So it's three miles back and forth up this hill. So, yeah. All right. But I do wear a helmet. You do wear a helmet? Yes. Safety. Yes. And right. you're wearing a helmet too. So safe biking. You're too, you know, you're not too cool to be safe. All right. <laughs> okay. This goes to the listener too. <laughs> so if you're out there right, on anything right. with wheels and no helmet, I would second guess that. Or, yeah. Think about what you're doing. So, yeah. All right. So on that note. Wait, no. Tell me about your, a little bit more about your week. Oh, oh wait, I, I don't even think I finished the cardology thing. No, go ahead. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I was just saying it was just really good. Um, and a friend of mine told me, so my grandmother, I had, there's a house out here in Denver that my family has lived in. Like all generations, like my mother, my grandmother, my great grandmother, my great great grandmother have all lived in this house. And I was like, I really want to start a family in this house. And I was like, even if I don't live there forever, like I just want to live there for just like a year or two just to start my family there. Cause it's just like, I just feel like it's just tradition, you know? And so there's somebody, they're renting it out to someone right now. And I'm just like, February, March is my intention to live there. And so we did what we had to do in the spiritual realm, and I think it's going to happen. So I'm really excited. You want to move in with me? Yes, I would move in with you. Okay, it's a beautiful home. Yeah. It's a huge yard, and like I, it doesn't have to be our forever home. But like I don't, it was like kind of even it was making Talia cry a little bit, like shake a little. She was like, Talia yeah. was crying. Yeah, Talia. Well, she wasn't crying, but she was just like, 
yeah, like I feel like something good about this. She was like, I see us sitting on your porch list <laughs> on that porch in about a, in a year, in less than a year or so. So, yeah. I'd love to see that. How, how big is this house? What's, what's Describe the house to me. It's okay. First of all, the yard is huge. Okay. And that's the thing. Like I just, me and my sister grew up and played in that yard. So I would love to have my kids run around in that yard for a little bit. Um, it's three bedroom, one bath. Well, maybe two bath. I think there's a bathroom in the basement. Huge basement, huge living room. The kitchen is kind of small. It's kind of like your kitchen, like that uh, railroad. What is it called when it's like real narrow? It's a little longer than yours, though. Um, yeah, three bedroom, one bath upstairs. And um, I literally like grew up playing jacks in the kitchen. And <laughs> I grew up in that house. And I just feel like it would mean so much if my, at least my firstborn was there for, you know, a year or two. Firstborn. Even if they even if they don't remember it, I just want the pictures. <laughs> so. Firstborn girl? Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't really, I'm not tripping on the gender. No, we need a girl. Okay. Yeah, you definitely got to be a girl. Why do you want a girl? So, I, I mean, wanna, it's fine. I just I want know. a princess. Okay, it's because I feel like that's just your Mexican roots speaking out. That, yeah, what? that might be that might be my Mexican roots. You know, because the Mexican family is the daughter always takes care of the dad. Yeah, no, I I honestly agree with that in any culture because I definitely, I definitely feel like yeah, me and my sister take care of my dad pretty well. So you do. He be getting on my nerves. I see but. y'all. I see y'all. Y'all, y'all do take care of pops. Mm, so yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But I'm 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 literally open to any gender. I don't. I honestly don't even want to find out until we push the little sucker out. I, I as much as I want a girl and I want to know, I can agree with that. You would wait. Yeah, I would just wait. Let's just not find out. Yeah, because I just feel like people just upset. For me, people obsess about it a little bit too much for comfort for me. That's the reason why I just don't want to know because I just don't want a bunch. Especially if I have a girl, I just really don't like all the pink frilly shit. I'm just like, ugh. I'm cool with the pink. (laughs) I know, but I just, I feel like, so it was funny, right? Me and my sister went to this um, family. It It was when my little Maya was born on my mom's side of the family. And we were at the baby shower and she was opening up the gifts, right? It was just pink thing after pink thing after pink thing. But the thing is, every time someone, she would pull it out, everybody was like, oh, oh, like they've never, like it was just this, <laughs> this beautiful new thing. And I'm just like, it's literally the same pink tutu that was in the other one. Like everybody wow. just calm down and chill. But I've gone on a tangent. Sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> No, that's okay. Yeah, we could, we could, this podcast is for anything. Okay. You know, relationships, we're talking about the relationship with the baby. Okay, yeah. There you go. So, yeah, no, I I think it's cool that, I think it's cool that we're on the same page to wait till the little sucker of the year. I know, I, I, initially I probably told you I wanted to know, but yeah, I I can wait. But nine months is a long time. Nine months is a long time. Nine months is a long, long, long time. Long, long time. Now on that note, let's let's go ahead and jump into the questions that we we got here. Yeah. Okay. So um, we have one from Chris. So there's a nice coworker at my company. We have never really talked. When we do, it's because she's having some issues with some work related topic, which is seems normal to have that conversation at work. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. you're gonna be talking to everyone at work. You know, you know, there's nothing weird there. I would like to ask her if she wants to catch up for lunch, but I don't know how to ask. I don't want her to think I want a date or something, even though I would like to have a date with her. But I just want lunch first. So how should I do this? 
Do you want to go ahead and tackle this one no, first, or you want, me? You, go, you want me? Go first. Right. I read it. I don't think you should approach the girl until you you're clear in what you want. That's that's what I'm I'm thinking. You know, because you're maybe sending out mixed signals. I, she might want more. Then you change your mind. You don't sound like you're sure of what you want, Chris. So I think you should take a step back a week just to think about it. Do you want to ask this girl out or not? Now, if you do want to ask her out, you know, there's so many questions. I hope you're not like her boss or anything. You're equal level coworkers. We don't want any trouble in the workplace. But on that note, I mean, if you do want to ask her out, you just need to man up and ask her. You know, the worst she can say is no. You know, it doesn't get any worse than that. Yes. No, I actually I kind of agree with you on that because um, you say I don't want her to think I want a date or something, even though I would like to have a date with her. If you want to have a date with her, then tell her you want to have a date with her. Exactly. <laughs> this, this like mixed messages is not going to end well at all, especially in the workplace, because it's just like, OK, are we friends? Is this something more Then that's when HR gets involved? You know what I mean? It, it just gets messy if you're not clear about it. Honestly, I think whether the thing about dating, it is kind of like when you're going to what's that place? Um, going gambling or something. You could probably go on a, a date, whether it's one day or five dates. It may or may not end in anything. And that's OK. You know, well, that's OK. But also in the context that you guys have to work together, you just have to know that that is a risk there because you work with them. So if it doesn't work out, is this like a career job, like a job that you like can see yourself at, like trying to rise in the ranks? Or is this just like some burger flipping job? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> is this Microsoft or Wendy's? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you gotta, yeah, I mean, either exactly. way, you still got to be careful because, you know, it's your coworkers, but. But I mean, if it's Wendy's, it's like there's a million Wendy's, you know what I mean? But if it's actually a job that you like want, maybe it's not so wise. So what do they say? Shit where you eat, you know? Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with just going out to lunch with her, just even as friends at first, you know what I mean? Just as coworkers. Me and my, well, I don't know. We were all girls, so I guess that's different. But I mean, just grabbing lunch with somebody just to get to know them on a platonic level or even just as coworkers, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if you do like her, then like... Maybe you you just need to actually state that, like, you know, I actually really like having lunch with you. Um, maybe we can meet up for dinner. I'm, you know, interested in getting to know you a little bit more outside of work. And then let her choose what she wants to do. If she tells you something you don't have to like, well, you, that you don't like, well, you just need to get over that. <laughs> and, yeah. And I think that's the one thing I'm worried about. Because if you're in a position of power... Yeah. Like if you're like her boss or something like that, that could be like real sticky, a real sticky situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, you're, if you have power over this person, don't do it. Just nix it. Just yeah. that's it. Just don't do it because that's not fair to, to her. It's mm. not fair to anybody because, you know, she's going to feel that pressure to, to have to go on the on the date with you. And we don't you don't need that. Exactly. That's a lawsuit <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to the next one. So Amari um, says, um, Sunday, I'm going out with this girl I met a while back and I don't know what to do. We haven't done anything and kind of really just acts like awkward friends, but label it as a date. I'm super awkward and my friend says I need to make a move to show interest in her, but I don't feel any interest even coming from her. Oh, you don't feel any interest even coming from her. We don't really text, and when we do, I'm the one to text first. So that makes me think she isn't really into me. Any input? 
I guess I'll go first. My input is just a straight up asker. If it's awkward, the awkwardness is I feel like it's definitely coming from like the unknown. Like, what is this? You know, how should I be acting? Because I don't know where we stand. Straight up ask her or even tell her how you just feel about her. Like, hey, I know we've been friends for a while. We've been on a few dates, but, you know, I'm, I really like you. Um, and I would like to see where this goes from here. Go I, ahead. I don't I don't want you to ask her. Why not? No, I don't want you to straight up ask her. That's kind of corny to me. Why is that corny? I want you to let me. It depends on how what level you're at, you know. So I, I, I would probably suggest, you know, if you haven't done anything, you, you start from step one. Go, go What's step one. Man up and try to hold her hand. That lets you know if a girl if a girl wants to hold your hand, girls love holding hands. Holding hands isn't for guys. That. Holding hands is not for guys. Our hands are sweaty. Their hands are sweaty. Holding hands is is not for guys. So I would try holding her hand. Girls love it when you hold her hand. Wait, I have a question for Go you, ahead. JT. When we're going to the grocery store and you come to grab my hand, are you doing it because of me or because you want to hold my hand? I I'm doing it because you like to hold hands. But I interesting. Oh. Okay, that's interesting. No, in a relationship, you don't always do what you like, but it, holding hands is harmless. Yeah. Okay, no, now I'm just worried because I just, I thought you were holding my hand in the store because you are on our way to the store because you genuinely wanted to hold my hand. Side note, I'm also holding your hand because I don't want you to just walk away from me because <laughs> okay, you didn't get lost. <laughs> Side note, not that's uh, okay. Honestly, that's what I thought it was too. <laughs> Because <laughs> you didn't wander it off and you end up with the kombucha aisle and I'm over here in freaking produce. I do tend to do that in the grocery <laughs> store. Okay, now that we're on our page, um, same page. And and if you've already held hands, just move up to the next step. Kissing. Go Wait, for it for a kiss. No. You need to ask her for a kiss first. Are, are you seriously? You know how many times women have said asking for a kiss is dorky? You no, but it's it. called consent, though. Her consent is her moving back. If she does, if she moves back, then you stop. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it. Yeah, but it's still weird though. Just ask. No, like no, let's say all this is still just leaving a room for like a bunch of guest room. Just tell her. <laughs> just be like, hey, I really like you. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be like I said. He's been on several dates with this girl. It's not like. No, no, no. Okay. I'm going out with the girl I met a while back. I don't know what to do. We haven't done anything and kind of just really act like awkward friends, but label it as a date. They, there's no, it's not plural. They've only hung out once. And like I said, it, it kind of feels like awkward friends. So that's what I'm saying. There's no, they don't know what this is. And so honestly, somebody just needs to make that clear so that they're not wasting each other's time or that like, what's with all the awkwardness? The awkwardness is because no one's clear on what's going on the fuck on. Uh. You know what? Uh, now that you you made it a little bit more clear, I, I I probably agree with you. They just need to have that talk, that serious talk, and have that awkward five minute talk, mm -hmm. and and then you'll the awkwardness will be gone. Exactly. That five minute, just get over that five minute awkwardness, and it'll be gone. You ask her, hey, what what are we really doing? And I, don't, but don't be scared if she says, I'm not really feeling you. Just so, gotta, Mari, you just gotta look out for that. I feel like awkwardness comes from just like, especially in their case, it's awkward because nobody knows what's going on. You know what I mean? And sometimes when you just take things straightforward, it's like, 
oh, we're saying the things that needed to be said. It's kind of like this elephant in the room. You know what I mean? And I do feel like it'll help like guide. Okay. Are we just going to be friends from here? Or is this going to be something more? Do I like you? Do I want to even consider maybe like seeing if I like you a little more than just friends? But yeah, it just has to be tackled head on sometimes. And I feel like sometimes people are just afraid of being rejected. And rejection is honestly just a part of life. So um, if she rejects you and I mean, that's just what happens. But there's other people out there. So, yeah. Fellas, never be scared of rejection. It's not that big of a deal. Once you get rejected once, they're all the same. It doesn't feel any different. I promise you. Go ahead and read the next question. Okay, let's see. All right, this next question is from Asia. We've been together for three years. We had a cute meet, and everything about him is what I want in a long-term partner. He's emotionally supportive, financially independent, funny. He's a hard worker, cares deeply about me, and we handle fights well. But I'm a single parent to an amazing human. He isn't ready to meet them, isn't really interested when I share sweet stories about them, and doesn't come over to the house when they are home. I would love to have another kid, but am I wasting my time with him? Or am I setting an expectation that isn't healthy? Why doesn't he want to meet my kid after three years? Three years is a long time. Three years is an insane amount of time. I mean, three months, sure. That might be too quick. But three years? That's three whole ass birthdays. (laughs) They could have went from elementary to middle school by then. Who knows? You know, they could have went from walking to talking by that time. Like, that's a lot of, like, development. I think you just need to ask them. I'm surprised even after three. I'm surprised even after three years, you guys haven't even had the conversation about, like, how do you feel about my kid? You know, me having a a child and stuff like that. So I think it's weird that you guys haven't had that conversation yet. And it clearly needs to because you're asking us, why does he want to meet my kid? I don't know why he doesn't want to. You need to ask him that. But I would consider that kind of a red flag that he's not wanting to see the kid yet. That's definitely a red flag. I don't think he likes kids. Because, I mean, if I've never dated a single mom. But, I mean, technically, but, I was a nanny with a kid that I had for 25 hours a week. So I feel like you kind of did. Okay. So, okay. How, so, speak, okay. Speaking on that. Uh-huh. I wanted to meet the kid right away. See what I can deal with. See what I can handle. Really? I don't see. Wait, like, when did you meet the kid that I nannied? Um, it might have been a month after we actually made it official. January 11th, we, we expect gifts. Um, but it might have been like a, a week or so after that. Okay, yeah, because I feel like it wasn't necessarily 2019. I feel like it had to have been 2020 for sure. Yeah, but I wanted to meet him immediately as soon as I can to know what I could put up with. What do you mean by that, put up with? Because you're not when you date in a single mom, you're not only dating the kid. You're dating the mom. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I mixed that up there. <laughs> you're not only dating the mom, you're dating the kid. Mm-hmm. So you need to know what you can handle. You want to meet this kid right away. You want to know if he's smart, quiet. Mm-hmm. I don't want to date no badass kids, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, but I mean, our situation, it still was different because it was just a kid. It was just my job, literally. But I did have him like a lot. Like my friends would like tease me, be like, you're that boy's na- <laughs> like daddy, because I would have him about 25 hours a week. And 
Um, so I kind of feel like, honestly, that's kind of the reasons why I was kind of ready to like stop that nanny gig. Cause I was like, I literally feel like a single mom in this relationship with JT. But I like him. He was cool. So it was no, it was never a problem to have mm-hmm. him around. But that's the thing. This guy in this situation, he hasn't even met the kids. So he's, he can't even like form an opinion. He's definitely avoiding this kid. At all costs. Definitely cost. avoiding this kid. You need to sit down, have that talk with mm-hmm. him. Say, hey. You need to meet my kid if you're going to be a part of my life. Y'all been together for three years. But how old is the kid, though? Because if the kid is like a teenager, say he's 16 right now, he's about to be grown and really, you know, on his own. But the fact that he's like avoiding it so hard, I feel like the kid is probably kind of young, honestly. Yeah, I think just assumptions. But yeah, I'm assuming the kid is young. I mean, what the kid would be at least what, four, maybe we're we're saying at least four. Um. You got to meet this kid. I mean, he's got to meet this kid if if he's going to continue to be a part of your life because this is a big, this is big part of your life mm-hmm. that he just doesn't know. So, I mean, it's up to you what you ultimately do. But personally, me and Celeste think you need to have that talk. He's got to meet this kid or you got to move on. I think you got to move on. Something's he either he doesn't want kids or he just doesn't want to be around your kid. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you don't want to bring your kid around somebody who's like blatantly isn't interested in them or doesn't like them because that's going to fuck up the kids, you know, self-esteem and stuff too. They have like a step-parent or just another adult in their life that like kind of treats them like shit, you know, so. Yeah, you don't want nobody being negative around your kid. Or maybe he doesn't even think this much of the relationship as much as you do. Ooh. Because that could be a thing. Yeah, maybe you think it's serious and you're just, uh, you're just dating. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but dating for three years, that's kind of wild. Nah, I can't assume he would feel that way. I can. <laughs> I can assume that. That he's probably, he probably doesn't even take the whole relationship serious either. So, honestly, I feel like with most of these questions, you just got to ask the person. Like, you just got to ask. You're going to get an answer. You might get an answer that you don't like. And you just got to be okay with that. Let's just go on to the next one. How about that? Cool. Okay, Don says, I can't look my dad in the eye after I caught him having sex with his husband. I've lived with my dad for five years, and I've never minded him being married to a man. I love both of them because they and my siblings are my only family, but my dad doesn't seem to be very proud of his sexuality and almost never shows any kind of affection towards my stepdad. That's why I'm not used to seeing them kiss, and it always makes me feel strange. And that's also the reason I can't get over catching them having sex. I don't know why it's such an impact on me, but it did. And I hate admitting that, but I don't look at my dad the same way I did before. I, is your dad a bottom? No. I'm yeah, wow. <laughs> I have no idea if it's something that's going to pass or if I should talk to my dad about it. If so, what am I supposed to say? All right. Listen here. The, the reason why your dad's been hiding this is the way you're acting now. You seem totally put off by your dad actually being in a relationship with another man. I, I think you need to get over it. He's in love. He got married to this man. Let them be happy. Just forget it. We all catch our parents having sex at least once. Just get over it. So I actually kind of want to know when your dad came out. 
because I identify as queer. Um, so I'm part of like the LGBT community. And I do based off of like my own experience and also just like ex like experiencing with like old head LGBT because of like even if you are gay or queer yourself when you grow up in a society that's constantly telling you that being gay is bad being queer is um a sin you know um having sex and relationship homosexuality is you know a sin or you're going to hell is demonized you know even if you truly do love someone that you know is like of your same sex or gender or some, or if it's a queer relationship in general, there's still a lot of like internalized homophobia and that you're still caring, right? So that's probably why you don't see, and I'm, this is just based off of experience. I don't know your dad, but this is probably why you don't see your dad showing a lot of affection towards your stepdad, because even though he probably does love him, he still has a lot of internalized um, homophobia. And that's honestly kind of what it sounds like you have too. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you see him differently because you see him in an actual like showing up very gay, I guess, <laughs> like in a like at its gayest, literally having sex with another man is making you feel uncomfortable. I don't think you should bring that up with your dad. That's actually something that you need to deal with because that's your own homophobia. And um, and honestly, what you and like what JT said, what him and his husband are doing is between them. They're the ones who are in a relationship together. But if, if he's like an old head LGBT, like and especially if he came out later in life, it's very it, I have seen that's very common for them to still not feel comfortable with being affectionate towards in their queer relations because of a lot of the internalized homophobia. Yeah, they they, they I, I noticed that they hide it. Yeah, they hide it until they're in private mm -hmm. with the one they love. Yeah, they shouldn't have to hide that shit, and they shouldn't have to. But it's a real thing, like internalized homophobia, internalized any of the phobias, what or in even like anti-blackness, all of it. Like it could still show up in your um, personal relationships and stuff. But the fact that you said that, like you feel differently about your dad or are uncomfortable around your dad, that's actually homophobia, um, really at the root of that, and that's Definitely. something that you have to deal with on your own. That's not your dad or his partner's burden to carry because you're uncomfortable comfortable with it all of a sudden yeah and you know like i said we all catch our parents having sex forget it move on nobody wants to see nobody it. wants to see well, that I've shit actually, i've actually oh, never mind you've never what no. I, yep. which i feel like is a problem honestly because no really no that's a it. blessing <laughs> that's a blessing that's not a problem that's a blessing okay I mean, not because of not because of me. Like I'm okay with never seeing that, but like, I don't know what y'all doing. Like I feel like you know <laughs> well, you ain't no. really. Ain't no. nobody trying to see their dad get their mom over the over the bed. No, ain't nobody I, trying to see that. That's not what I'm saying. I just feel as parents though. Like I feel like if my kids don't accidentally see us at least once, like I'm, we're not fucking enough. Clearly. Wow. <laughs> Am I saying that I want my kids to see me doing that? No. But I also, I shouldn't say but because that literally negates everything you just said in that. <laughs> they hit you with that. They hit you with that. I had a nightmare. <laughs> Let me, can I sleep with in you? That, sex is totally normal. They're going to see it. They're probably going to end up watching porn one day anyways. Like, so I'd rather just be like, look, your mom and your dad, we be getting to the fucking number. I wouldn't say that. But, you know, I don't know. I feel like I'm not doing something right if they don't accidentally walk in. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
no, no, no. No. It's problematic. <laughs> no, nah, it's just weird. It's just weird. <laughs> um All right. Now on that note, we're gonna take a break. Um we'll be right back. This podcast was brought to you by Crown Royal. Celeste, do you remember the first time you had Crown Royal? I definitely do. I was probably 13. What? Yes, I was 13 the first time I had Crown Royal. Oh, my God. I didn't even have a sip of liquor until I was 18. It's always been a part of my life. You know, it's sweet. It's got that oak smoke taste. I I can't get enough of Crown Royal. Pour it up then. Pour it up. And now back to the podcast. Okay, so we're going to do one more listener letter. How about that? Yeah, that's cool. Okay, and then we're going to wrap it up for y'all. Okay, so Kevin asks, is this a red flag? So I've been talking to this girl lately, and we are going on a date soon, and she is going to introduce me to her parents and stuff. So there's one thing that seems, oh, really strange. Sorry, I remember I read this. Okay, and like this Oh, and like this is probably really stupid, but her snap score is, oh shit, 1,590,000 like, like that is the biggest snap score I've ever seen a girl have. Like it goes up, I think a thousand a day and has to, LOL. So like, should I be worried? This probably sounds so silly. I just hear all the time that she has a high snap watch out. Thanks for your, any input you guys can give me. You may tackle this first. Go ahead, because I feel like you want to say something problematic. So let me just go ahead and let you. All right, all right, all right. So I don't, I want you to go on a date first. Because her Snap score, it could just be, she might use Snap like regular people use text. And you I mean, you can easily hit a 1,000 a day that way. Now, I, I would give that a try first. And then go from there. Now, if she's out on the date snapping the whole date, then you dump her. But in this situation, I think you need to see it first. You, you say you've never been on a date with her. You, you need to meet her first. You need to see her in person, go on this date, and see how she reacts. Because a, a high snap score doesn't mean much. I mean, what? I'm not, I'm not even exactly sure, what. A, to be honest, what a high snap score means. It just means you take a lot of pictures, sends a lot of message less. What, what's going on? Honestly, that's a, that's what I was going to say, too. I think it has to do with how many people are looking at your snap or like how active you are on Snapchat. I think it's more about how active you are. If I'm not correct, if I'm hopefully I'm correct. So but go it, ahead and Google it. So, yeah, if, it, if it's people looking at her snap, mm-hmm. does that mean she's hot? She, maybe she's taking risque pictures. What is, is it? Is, snap score? Is, is that what snap it's called? Score. Yeah, you're going to look it up real quick. So Snapchat says your score is combined number of snaps you've sent and received. You get one point every snap. Oh, so this is actually has to do with how many you're sending out and receiving back. So snaps, so it's pictures. Um, it's mess. It's like DMs, messages. So not no wait 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 because when you're snapping, I'm assuming snapping means pictures, not messages. It doesn't matter. Wow. It's it's the number of snaps you've sent and received. Okay. So you get one point for every snap. So that can be a picture, that can be a message you send, and the point for every snap you receive. You don't get points for your Snapchat stories. Okay, so I mean that's that I mean if she's DMing, like she treats Snap like a text messaging, that may not be a big deal. I mean a thousand is a lot of text messages, but you know, some people text message short short and do five at a time. You know, especially with your friends. This may not be a big deal. I think you need to go on a date with her, meet her parents, 
maybe not the first date. I would actually, you know, that's another red flag to me. I don't think he, they realize it. Talking about meeting their parents early on. But how old are they? If they're teenagers, then I see why. Because, you know, usually if you're picking up the teenage from their parents' house, then you probably will meet them. So. Okay. So, yeah, if you're, you're a teenager, yeah. And they're, like, on Snapchat. The so I kind of feel like that's a younger crowd. Any- well, I'm not on Snapchat, so I wouldn't know. I was mostly on it in my early college days. And, yeah. Okay. No, no, you're, you're right. Snap but, is usually skewed to the younger generation. So, mm-hmm. you know, meeting the parents may not be weird. But definitely go on that first date, see how she reacts, see what she's like in real life. It's not a red flag to me immediately. You need to see the person first. So, honestly, that's not even my my issue with all of this is the fact that you're judging her based off her snap score. Right. Because that's kind of like what they're saying, like, oh, you know, all girls with the tramp they're with the tattoo on the lower back as a hoe. Right. And I kind of feel like that's kind of what you're implying. Like you should be worried by how much attention she's getting outside of you. And that kind of actually just sounds like an ego thing and an insecurity. You're just like mad insecure that she gets a lot of attention. And the fact that she has an attention doesn't make her any less dateable or any less like it doesn't make you any less of a man or someone who can date her. So the fact that you're even judging her based off of her Snapchat or her social media, um, honestly, I feel like it's more problematic on your end than it is on her end. And I feel like when you guys talk about like, oh, is she the problem because she has all that? That's the kind of brooding in misogyny. And um, that's super problematic. So if you don't feel if you feel like threatened based off of her social media, then maybe you shouldn't be dating her because you're clearly not ready. OK. And with that being said, we're going to move on to a final question. The final question is a question we ask each other. Uh, we, me and Celeste are doing a book where we ask each other a question every day. We decided to bring it on the podcast. Um, this week's question, let me see, let me pull it up, was if you were to go missing, I'd look for you in blank. Mm-hmm. You want to go ahead and go first, Celeste? Where, where, where are you looking for me at? Micro Center. <laughs> Duh, yes. I'm definitely going to be up in Micro Center. Well, I'm lost. I'm in Micro Center. If you can't find me, call up Micro Center. Put me on the loudspeaker. Yeah, we're looking for a JT. Can you please pick up phone one? <laughs> I'm definitely in Micro Center. Yeah, Micro Center or fucking McDonald's drive through somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah. Don't don't bad, bad talk McDonald's. McDonald's is a shit. Ugh. No, McDonald's, hey, McDonald's got the best fries in the game, hands down. Whatever, McDonald's is the girls. But yeah, that's where I would find you is Micro Center McDonald's drive-thru. And you know where I would find Celeste? Where would you find me, JT? I'd find you at one or two places. Mm-hmm. I either find you at your grandma's house. <laughs> I love my grandma, y'all. I find you at grandma and grandpa's house. Or I'm going to find you at Cosmic Tea. You definitely been there more than I, I I thought you'd be. True, I guess I've been reading tarot there and stuff. Yeah, so. shout out. But matter of fact, shout out to Cosmic Tea. Shout out to Talia. Elizabeth Marie, who owns the shop. Elizabeth Marie. Is Elizabeth Marie the, the younger? No. It's her mom. Yeah. Okay, because I I did meet both both nice nice people. Mm-hmm. Both yeah. Nice people. So yeah. All right now. 
with that being said let's close out the podcast yeah, thanks for tuning in this week guys if you have any questions that you would like us to answer please email us at askjtandceleste at gmail.com um, we'll definitely um, answer which ones stand out the most to us um, and so we look forward to helping you guys out in your relationships alright you guys have a, a great day bye bye